Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for being with us today. You're listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. You can visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. There you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art contest, and our blog as well. Today, our guest is Curtis Montgomery. Curtis was born in Elora, Ontario, Canada, about two hours northwest of Toronto, Ontario. He grew up playing sports such as hockey and lacrosse. However, Curtis made time every day to draw. Curtis was educated in Toronto and London, Ontario for illustration. He currently lives and works as an artist in Toronto. Curtis works towards high realism through colored pencil, crayon, and watercolor. Curtis has studied at Fanshawe College and Max the Mutt Illustration School in Toronto. His strong roots in Canadian culture shine through in his realistic renderings of Ontario mills and historic hockey figures. Among Curtis's many accomplishments, he has run his own beginner art class for children and has worked as a private tutor for young artists. Most of Curtis's work begins as a photograph that he has taken. After Curtis chooses one of his photographs, he begins to draw them. Curtis works mainly with colored pencil and acrylic on paper. In his artistic statement, he says his artwork examines regional artifacts and Canadian culture. He vehemently focuses on subjects that personally resonate. The goal is to connect the memories of locals and inspire the unfamiliar. His photorealist anthology is focused on enhancing the reality of the subject in accurate pencil, crayon, and acrylic. In sharp contrast, he also creates graphic works in ink and watercolor, subtracting details until only the essentials remain. Well, good morning, Curtis. Thank you for speaking with us on An Artist Speaks. How are you this morning? Oh, good morning. How are you today? Doing good. Tell our audience a little bit more about yourself this morning, Curtis. Well, like you said, I'm from Elora, Ontario, uh, Canada, which is, again, two hours north of Toronto. It's a small town. It's got, um, you know, it's getting bigger as as I'm getting older, but uh, when I grew up there, it was just a small, tiny little village, and but it always had an artistic uh roots to it, which is more evident today than when I was a kid. But uh, anyway, they and I went to um, yeah, I went to school down in London. It's a bigger city in, in Ontario, and I studied there. I did a little bit of traveling around after that, and made my way to Toronto to take on illustration at uh, a small school just downtown. I learned my foundations and and lots of helpful tips from staff there, and it was uh, it was a very nice experience. After after I left there, I just began my career. Basically, that's where I'm at uh, at this point. So very good. And when, at what age were you when you knew you wanted to be an artist? Uh, actually, it's it's kind of funny. I, I drew my whole life, obviously, and generally the same subjects as what I as what I focus on now, um, <laughs> which is funny. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, my repertoire hasn't uh, hasn't changed since I was about four or five. So um, I, I guess you know, like it's it's one of those things when 
you know, when you're when you're young, you you, you focus on what you enjoy, and, and I and I've continued to do that uh, uh, up until now. And and obviously, when I'm asked to do something different, then it's always a it's always a pleasure and a challenge to to try and take that on. So, but I I would say probably when I was uh, it's it's it was kind of late actually. It was about 20 years old when I when I figured that this was you know, maybe something I should look at. So. Well, and that's good, although it does sound like you had maybe started drawing a lot earlier than that and just didn't realize the talent and the love you had for it. Is that correct? Well, that's right, yeah. When you're a kid and, and uh, I mean, growing up in Ontario and, and Canada, it's uh, you, you focus on two things, and that's hockey and whatever's whatever else you do. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, hockey so, is most important there, isn't it? That, that's right. So I guess it was about uh, it was about when I was about sixteen or seventeen when I figured, well, that dream is uh, is is closing its door. So I best uh, I best focus on my second part. So yeah, that was it was, but it was about twenty years old when I figured that that was uh, that that drawing was definitely going to become a big part of what I what I wanted to do. And uh, but yeah, drawing and you know, classes when you're a kid and, and high school and, and, you know, going on into uh, secondary education, it was, uh, it became more of a reality that I was, if I could possibly do it. So it's not, uh, it's not easy and, and it takes a long, long time and tons of baby steps to get, to, to get yourself even to, you know, a beginner's point. So. Yes, there is a lot of work. Um, I don't think most people, I think a lot of people think that, it's a talent, and certainly it is, but there is a lot of work to enhance the talent, wouldn't you say? Well, that's that's right. I, I think the, um, you know, it's it's artists, and I mean, I hate to use this word, but are dime a dozen, and, and everybody and everybody's an artist as far as uh, as far as I, I I can see, and it's just the people that you know go that extra mile to to uh, you know not only um, create, but um, step away from the creating and and you know learn to try and sell yourself, and, that, and that's not that's not an easy thing to do. So especially if you're not uh, a salesman, I guess you know per se. And, and most artists are pretty tight-lipped and and focused strictly on art. But um, yeah, it takes a long time to get yourself um, to get yourself going. So and Curtis, what artists do you admire? Um, growing up. I was uh, I was always a huge fan of uh, Ken Danby, who was a Canadian artist, and uh, his subject matter and it was it really was Canadian, and it and it um, you know it was the same subject matter as, as I try and follow, and then that was you know sports, landscape, Canadian landscape, um, Canadian architecture. He also did a lot of portrait work. Um, for some uh, for some very uh, talented people in Canadian history and and Americans, so uh, he was he was my he was my reason for uh, finding art, I suppose. And uh, he had a piece called um, called At the Crease, and that was a goalie in a stance, uh, just staring off, looking, waiting for a shot. And that that was the piece that really got me got me going. And and I as, and he was a realist. Um, but I feel like as my as, as I've grown as an artist, I've always uh, you know I've picked up different things from different artists as we go or as I go rather. And uh, I mean I was you know 
the same as Ken Damia is a huge fan of Norman Rockwell for the same reasons. I, I was like, um, I always liked everything he did. But then as I grew into uh, wanting to become a photorealist, uh, which is uh, a few steps beyond, there's been there's been lots of lots of different uh, artists that I've, I've followed through, and I, I mean I can't give you, I could give you. 20 if I could give you a one. So <laughs> I think there's uh, there everybody that I that I enjoy basically I pick different pieces or information from their work and and, and try and add it to my work. That's very captivating. Uh, is there one of those artists part of the inspiration for your feed meal projects? Um, no, actually that's that was that was probably about 20 years in the making. I think. Um, it was, all those mills are on our way to uh, a cottage we stay at in Minnesota, um, and it's not far from where I grew up. And uh, it was kind of, you know, just one of those series I wanted to do for myself uh, more than anybody because I thought, you know, these these mills are not going to be in very good condition for very much longer. And if they are, then they're going to be transferred into something that is not what it was originally built for. So. It was probably in uh, 1995 that I started photographing them, so which that would make me 15 or 16 years old. I started photographing them, and it wasn't until 2010 that I uh, that I really buckled down and, and started to focus on them to uh, to begin a, a drawing series of them. And uh, but there was no specific artist in particular that that uh, kind of encouraged me uh, mentally to do that. So, well, I certainly think, or at least. For me, and uh, especially the Clifford Mill, has certainly a, a Norman Rockwell essence to it. Yeah, yeah. It, well, I, thank you. <laughs> um, first of all, um, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, I didn't really. Yeah, that was a photograph I'd taken, and and just uh, tried to do my best to emulate it in color pencil. And um, and it's not an easy medium to work in when you're trying to replicate. But um, it's certainly there's no drying time, so it's, if there's Trouble, you can erase it still. So, <laughs> well, is there any other artist that you believe your your work is similar to? Well, there's 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 color pencil artists that um, that are photorealists and and, and taking a step further, uh, hyper realists, and they're my inspiration. And those are the guys that that make me work that much harder or look that much deeper into into what I'm doing and try and find the extra shadow that you know I didn't see or that. A different color green in the grass that I didn't see before. But that I know of, there's probably only about three guys that actually work in, in color pencil that go um, go into it the same way that, or you know, go into the same approach as I do. So. And what is about color pencil that you like so much in using it in your artwork? Um, it's it's kind of it was just kind of happened to me by accident. I uh, painted through high school, and painting seems to be the, the mainstay of uh, or what is considered to be true art, uh, whether it's oil or acrylic or watercolor or egg tempera, whatever it might be. I mean, everybody that is an artist basically is <laughs> is a painter, you know, and uh, or I shouldn't say that. I mean, they're sculpting and, and so on, but. Uh, when it comes to uh, doing a painting, it's usually that's the that's the mainstay of being an artist. One of those uh, mediums and pencil crayon just kind of fell on my lap. I I just basically wanted to do some thumbnail sketches for myself one time and really liked the way that it, that it handled and and I was able to match colors quite well. I, I didn't enjoy painting in high school 
I didn't enjoy painting after high school, <laughs> and I didn't, didn't enjoy painting in, in college. So it's been one of those things where it's uh, I've I've just stuck with it because I enjoy it. And if I have to use acrylic, it, it's usually for a background, or if I use watercolor, it's for a loose project. So I would probably have to stick to pencil crayon for for my uh, what I consider realistic drawings, and I enjoy it. Well, it's very intriguing. Well, Curtis, let's pause here for just a minute and let our audience know that you can view and purchase Curtis Montgomery's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. Click on the Artist tab and then click on Curtis's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompts. If you are a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form on the left side of the home page. Again, to view Curtis's stunning artwork and to re-listen to this interview and, of course, purchase some art, please click on the Artist tab and then on Curtis's name. Curtis, earlier you were speaking about the work that goes into being an artist. Can you talk more about selling yourself and how important that is uh yeah i i never when you start out drawing and and as a kid and then as you get older and and it becomes a possibility of of a career it's one of those things where i never thought it would come to this point basically just when i was a kid like i said it was just strictly hockey and then you don't learn how to sell yourself you have to teach yourself (laughs) to to sell your work and it's uh and and the work I, I I like to think that my work speaks for itself. I I don't I think that's a that's a dangerous thing to do. But I think when I'm when I'm trying to sell my art, it's basically just trying to get to know the buyer, get a reaction from them. You, you know, it's it's one of those things where it can't be taught, and you have to make your mistakes, and you will make your mistakes, and just learn from them. It's like anything else. It's, as you become more aware of what to do and what to say, it becomes easier. And uh, it's always the buyer that, that you, you have to impress. And it's, I like to think when I'm, work, when I'm working on a piece, I'm, I'm keeping that in mind. So there's, there's not a whole lot of explanation that needs to go into a feed mill. We know what it is. If somebody enjoys it, then I'm thrilled. That's uh, very compelling. And did you use, like, books or watch videos to, to help you in that process? Uh, no, I just I had a I had yeah it would have been nice that would have been that would have been easy um, I've I, I have a, I've had a mentor uh, for for a very long time um, and his name is uh, Ken Thornburn and he um, he runs a shop in a, in a small town in Ontario and he works also in colored pencil so I should say that he was one of my inspirations to getting into pencil crayon his work is very nice I'd, I'd hang out at his studio and shop and just watch him engage with uh with his customers or, or locals that would come in and just browse and, and come in and see how he was doing and, and making sure everybody was, was having a good time and he was a great uh inspiration to me and, and uh a wonderful mentor as far as learning how to speak with people and he's a he's a really good listener so I think that helps the process along as well. That's true. 
And it's always great to have a, a mentor that can guide you along. Sorry, I, I just I can't imagine doing it, uh, you know, getting started without without him and his guidance. Whether it was picking apart um, a piece that I thought was amazing, and he was telling me about this needs to change. This he was he was basically an art <laughs> school. Uh, <laughs> he was a one person art school that that really helped me along, and and so he was always one of those people that that. You know, whenever he was deconstructing one of my pieces, he was always, you know, reconstructing it as we went. So it wasn't, he was never leaving me out in the loop just to figure out what to, what to do, um, you know, what, whether that was sales or um, with a piece of, of work that I was working on. That's great. It is always good to have that type of person in your life. You'd mentioned earlier that your art is photorealist. Tell the audience the artistic process involved in that. Uh, photorealism is... Uh, as far as the, I guess the genre of, of art, it's a baby still. Uh, it's I think as far as you could go back, there's guys that were doing it in the 30s. I think by accident, it became more of a relevant um, way of, of working an art piece into the 60s, and then uh, I believe then it would, well, as far as I can tell, it took off in the 70s and and has been a pretty much a mainstay, and it's only improved itself as new artists start into, into photorealism. And it is it's a process that is unlike, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's not like any other art um, genre. Basically what I'll do is I'll go and I'll study the world around me, basically. And it's only then when I can find something that looks like a great composition in my head, a great... You know, it's got great background, it's got great foreground, it's, it's appealing. Then I'll take my camera and go and photograph it. And I work from about up to 10 photos at a time of the same thing, different lighting, different times of day. And then at that point, I will have the photo developed, obviously, and begin to work it. And usually I get my lines on a, on a piece of thin paper, which is uh, which is nice because then I can uh, transfer it onto uh, a piece of uh, thicker uh, drawing paper. Uh, if you make mistakes, and I always make a hundred of them each drawing, so um, right. if I'm making mistakes on this thin paper, uh, the eraser, uh, the erasing, and, and the gouges in the paper don't uh, don't compromise my uh, original, which is uh, which is then transferred onto a bigger piece of paper. And uh, pencil crayon is very, I mean, it's as I, I don't know what people's con or uh, what people's idea of, of pencil crayon are, but it's it's not an easy medium to work with. And it's uh, if there's a gouge in the paper um, when you're going over top of that, it is obvious. And any kind of compromise of the paper is not a good thing. So um, that is that is my basic reason for transferring uh, onto the, the better paper at the end because of this. Uh, it needs to be a very flat surface to draw on, or you pick up all kinds of gouges and uh, and different things throughout, or the paper gets dirty from the eraser or the uh, left-on graphite. It's um, it's not uh, it's not a pretty scene. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fascinating. Well, what's the time frame from start to finish on average? Would you say? Uh, I'm sure they take different times, but. Uh, yeah, I, my earlier mill pictures were um, from start to from start to finish. They were about two and a half weeks, and and that's 
between uh, 10 and 12 hour days each day working those and up until um, on the site there's a, a piece called the pretzel mask that I recently did I did that just at the beginning of the year and it's I believe it's 8 by 12 and it took me uh, I believe it was close to 3 months well yeah so I, I think the um, the amount of uh, the amount of work that went into it um, definitely showed as far as I was concerned at the end it was it was what I was going for and I can honestly say that that was the very first time that has probably ever happened to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I only can hope that it continues from there. So, <laughs> um, sure it will. Sure it will. Sure. What of all your artwork do you have a favorite piece? And if so, tell our audience why it's your favorite piece. Uh, I like all I like all of my work, and and <laughs> I like it, but I don't love it. So I always see room for improvement in, in each. In each piece, and to, to finger point one, I mean, there's ones that I like way less than my favorites, so I could give you those easily. But uh, but I think that, that to this point, it's uh, it's probably the pretzel mask is, is my favorite, and I, and I and I say that only because of the amount of uh, time and uh, studying I had to do from that photograph or from the photographs I had taken, and. Um, but I'll always have a special part for the, or special part in my heart for those uh, for the mill drawings because I think that they were they were a long time coming and it, and it was uh, it was finally nice to have them um, down on paper and I, I hope to continue to uh, uh, there's probably about 20 more mills to do so um, as I go I'll, I'll pick up on one of those here and there and and try and make it a complete series so it's very open ended I think it, it is and I. Find your mills just very fascinating. Uh, I think my favorite is the Clifford Mill. Oh, thank you. It's uh, it was one of those things where I didn't know what kind of a um, response it would get, and, and I say that only because I'm fascinated with mills, and I and, and that's dated back since I was a kid. And there's no particular reason for it. I think that they were, you know, they were, they were at one point, besides the church, the most important place in town, and Right. And uh, I wasn't around for that, but <laughs> I'm sure back in the day it was. And uh, actually, the Clifford Mill is uh, is no longer there. It was torn down in, uh, I believe it was 2009. So, um, so it was great to get that photo. Um, yes, it was. And, and work it, and because um, yeah, that's gone, and it'll it'll never be back. So. Well, that's sad. I hate to hear that, but uh, I am glad that you yeah. were able to get that on, on paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that I got it in time anyway. Yeah. Well, as we're wrapping up here, Curtis, um, tell, uh, can you have any advice? I always, always like to ask artists if there's any advice that they could give to those artists that are just beginning their professional career. Yeah. Um, be prepared to work you know your your 12 to 13 hour days and uh, getting up in the morning whether it's you know this might sound crazy and I'm sure if you ask anybody else it would sound crazy but uh, if you work your nine to five job to 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 make your money to begin with um, if you work if you start at nine then you got to be up at 4:30 drawing until it's time to go to work or whatever you do and then 
you know, this is how I started. And, and I mean, if if you, you know, when you're spend your day, you go home and have a nap and something to eat, and then you draw again till 9.30, um, 10 o'clock. I mean, it's really only, it's such a long process, and you don't see the rewards until, um, until somebody, you know, loves your work enough to, to purchase it and or to even give you a compliment on it. And that's how it starts. And the more uh the more focused you are um to start and believe that you can do it, then uh the easier the steps will be and, and more rewarding as you go. Because there's a thousand baby steps to be t- to be had. So and I can't stress that enough um that each baby step is just one step closer to, to doing what you want to do for a living. So, oh, That is so true. And, again, you know, I, I think that's a good point that you bring up, the work that's involved. I think all too often, especially especially maybe young artists, or, the, or they don't understand, they know they have the talent, and they think the talent is going to get them there. It's just like Wayne Gretzky had the talent to play hockey, but to become the greatest hockey player, he put a lot of work into it. And the same is true for being an artist, wouldn't you say? Oh, that, that's very true. And it's, uh, you know, giving up going, you know, going anywhere for any kind of, um, you know, recreation is, you know, you, I was always just happy just to be um, at the drawing table working on a piece and, and it's uh, you know you have to get away from it, and those were my times off is when um when something was uh, had me stopped and I had to step away from it and um and th- those are my break times is <laughs> when something is giving me so much trouble that I gotta step away from it so um but you know you can't you can't quit while you're uh you know when when you're when when you put a lot of time and heart into a piece um or you know building a, a portfolio you just you, you can't you can't let something bother you to the point where you want to give up you have to keep going and uh and it's not easy and you're going to get shot down a million times before one person um you know stops and has a look so it's a lot of uh, a lot of mental uh, preparation for it as well, and and that's not even covering going into sales. So <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole different ballgame. Perseverance uh, is also a key, and I, you pointed that out. Well, Curtis, I want to thank you for joining us this morning on An Artist Speaks. Thank you very much for having me. I, I've enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to uh, to um, to everything in the future. Well, I certainly. I have enjoyed speaking with you today, and there's no doubt in my mind that we'll be hearing much more about you in the near future, Curtis. Thank you very much. I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Curtis's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of Curtis's art, please click on the Artist tab and then go to Curtis's name. I would like to inform everyone that Contemporary Art Gallery Online has launched a monthly art contest with prizes. To compete, go to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Art Contest tab, and there you'll get the additional information you need to join. 
If you are an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, click on the membership tab, and follow the prompts. If you are a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form. And Artist Speaks is currently airing every other Saturday, so we will meet you here again on Saturday, October 13th at 11 a.m. Thank you again for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.